Most Americans are familiar, in some way, shape, or form, with the story behind the Thanksgiving holiday. For those who need a refresher course, it all goes back to 1620, when the Puritans, a Christian sect that separated itself from the Church of England, fled the mother country for the shores of the New World after enduring unimaginable persecution. Needless to say, their first winter in what's now Plymouth, Massachusetts proved harsh and difficult, with several dying due to the lack of food and unspeakably cold conditions. Luckily for them, however, the local Native Americans, a tribe known as the Wampanoag, showed them how to grow crops and hunt for both small and larger game. A year later, on November 11, 1621, the Puritans, wanting to show their gratitude, gathered their Wampanoag neighbors together and celebrated the first Thanksgiving in their new adopted home. This now classic story from the annals of American history is taught in schools, where it's oftentimes retold in pageants and assemblies. There are several books on the subject, and come this time each year, a series of educational television programs air, namely on PBS or the History Channel. Festivities to mark the occasion include parades, historic reenactments in Plymouth itself, and, of course, elaborate family dinners that bring both friends and loved ones together to celebrate. The holiday falls on the last Thursday of November each year, slightly differing from the original, which took place on November 11, 1621, though the ideas behind it remain more or less the same. But the questions remain. Who were the people instrumental in making Thanksgiving a national holiday? When was this idea first proposed? And why is the current holiday celebrated a good three weeks after the date of the original? I'm Chester Sakamoto, your host, and welcome to a special Thanksgiving episode of the History Loves Company podcast, because history is shaped by all of us. Records from the Plymouth Colony in Plymouth, Massachusetts show that the Puritans kept up this Thanksgiving tradition for at least a handful of years following the original in 1621. Though they skipped a year due to a drought which ravaged the colony and its environs, the second such celebration took place on November 11, 1623, in which they invited back their Wampanoag friends for a feast that consisted of various types of fish, corn, lobster, swan, and even seal. From there, the idea of a Thanksgiving holiday and banquet became commonplace throughout the early colonies in America, particularly those founded by various Christian sects who sought the religious freedom of the New World. This was often juxtaposed with days of fasting, making the feast considerably more auspicious and important. Such practices endured in some form or other throughout the remainder of the 17th century, and even into the 18th century. By the Revolutionary War, Thanksgiving had become ingrained in the American psyche and identity, so much so that the Continental Congress, at the height of the conflict, set aside one or more days a year to its observance. Despite this, it still wasn't an official holiday. The first step towards making it as such would come in the form of a proclamation issued by President George Washington in 1789. Meant to celebrate the fledgling nation's victory over the British, as well as the ratification of the United States Constitution, it was a day that was set aside in the autumn in which Americans would be able to express their gratitude for these and other developments over communal feasting and celebratory get-togethers. But it would be nearly 30 years before individual states began adopting Thanksgiving as an official holiday, namely those in the Northeast and New England. The first to do so was New York in 1817, a fitting, if ironic, choice, as its largest city now plays host to the biggest Thanksgiving Day parade in the country. Some of the former original colonies soon followed suit, though each celebrated it on a different day in either October or November. In the southern states, it remained an enigma, a puzzling practice that was confined solely to their neighbors in the north. Noticing that the push for a Thanksgiving holiday was gaining traction, the renowned magazine editor, Sarah Josepha Hale, whose list of credits include, among other things, penning the nursery rhyme Mary Had a Little Lamb, launched a petition to make it official in 1827. Over the ensuing 36 years, she corresponded with various politicians, from senators and governors all the way up to the president, in an attempt at making this dream a reality, earning her the moniker of the mother of the Thanksgiving holiday in the process. 
Her efforts would ultimately pay off under the Lincoln administration, Abraham Lincoln that is. Much like President Washington's proclamation in 1789, this one came on the heels of yet another war, one that pegged North against South and split the nation in two. 1863 marked the height of the Civil War, or the War of the States as it's known abroad, and President Lincoln knew that now, more than ever, Americans had to come together. That same year, he responded to Hale's petition, urging his countrymen to, quote, ask God to commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife to heal the nation's wounds, unquote. Under this proclamation, he set aside the final Thursday of November, and the tradition stuck, not just in the remaining years of the Civil War, but beyond, becoming the official national holiday we know and observe today. So ends the Thanksgiving story, right? Well, not exactly. Up until 1939, the holiday was celebrated in this way. But then, by order of then-President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, it was bumped up a week earlier to the third Thursday of November. His reason for doing this was purely economical, or so he thought, as he believed it would boost retail sales at the height of the Great Depression, which gripped the country at the time. However, the outcry from the public was so great that he reluctantly signed a bill into effect two years later in 1941, retaining President Lincoln's initial observance on the final Thursday of the month, the day that it's been celebrated ever since. As Thanksgiving is now regarded as a secular holiday that Americans of all faiths can celebrate, it has lost many of its original, that is, Puritan overtones and connotations. Still, the idea of feasting with friends and family is an aspect of the holiday that has little changed since its inception in the 17th century. As for the culinary staples of Thanksgiving, turkey, mashed potatoes, pumpkin pie, those are believed to be later additions, as there's little to no evidence of any of these staples having been served at the first Thanksgiving. Still, turkey makes sense, as it was a bird only found in the New World at the time, and would later have been hunted and killed by the colonists for its meat and feathers. The potato, too, is a New World tuber, cultivated by the likes of the Inca of Peru and several Native American tribes throughout what's now the United States. It simply goes to show that everything about the holiday is symbolic and tied, in one way or another, to the history and traditions of this great nation. Today, Thanksgiving is a heartwarming family tradition that, like most other holidays, has become highly commercialized. No sooner is the table spread for the signature feast do the Black Friday and holiday shopping advertisements flood our inboxes, newspapers, television screens, and mailboxes. It can, admittedly, be quite overwhelming, and at times even annoying. Still, as we sit down with our friends and loved ones this Thanksgiving, let's be sure to take a moment to remember the forebears to whom we owe this holiday in the first place. The Puritans, the Wampanoag, George Washington, Sarah Joseph Hale, and above all, Abraham Lincoln, and give thanks to them for bringing us, all Americans, together. Thanks for listening, and a very happy Thanksgiving to all my American listeners next week. As to be expected, I'll be taking the holiday off, but we'll be back in two weeks' time with an episode about the greatest city in Mesoamerica, which you certainly won't want to miss. If you enjoy history in this podcast and wish to support it to ensure continued content, please consider becoming a monthly supporter. Just visit anchor.fm slash historylovescompany and click the support button, where you'll be redirected to three monthly support plans that fit your budget. Listening and sharing also help in big ways, so please do so wherever you get your podcasts. Have a warm and blessed holiday, my friends, and I'll see you in two weeks, right here on the History Loves Company podcast, because history is shaped by all of us. This is Chester Sakamoto signing off. See you next time.